break the cycle We can break the chain We can start all over In the new beginning We can learn, we can teach, we can share The myths, the dreams, the prayers The notion we can do better
to the colored black hole Like they'd always told me not to Saw the one dimension polka dot pacify And all the illusions shattered Money's only paper, only hay We'll destroy ourselves if we can't agree The world turns Who made the sun Owns the sea The world we know Fall piece by piece Written myself Write it down, but it doesn't mean 
Well, hello and welcome to Women's Magazine. I'm Global Val here at MutinyRadio.fm. I want to thank my previous uh, DJ friend, co-host of, or host 
of the Weekly Review, Roman, uh, who just threw down a two-hour show solo and is uh, off to enjoy the beauty of the day, but may stick around, may come pop back in for a few minutes during this broadcast to uh, talk a little bit about what's on Roman's mind and always insightful and important stuff to pay attention to. But I want to thank you for tuning in today. It is Friday, 420 2018. And uh, I hope you're having a beautiful day. It's lovely here in San Francisco. It is uh, blue skies, a little windy. Um, but you know, if you've got your sunglasses ready, uh, that'll help you out in more ways than one. I'm certainly happy you're tuning in to Women's Magazine today. Um, we had a great show at San Francisco City Hall last night, Poems Under the Dome, it's 13th year, and we celebrated poetry and free speech in the belly of the beast in our beautiful City Hall, and it was a great event, and I want to thank everybody for coming out to that, and uh, my co-organizers and all the volunteers, E.K. Keith, Charlie Getter, Richard Ivanhoe, Cat Bell, um, the the absentee uh, Dan Brady, who I know it killed him to have to be out of town to miss this one, um, and of course, Diamond Dave, uh, whose vision it was all those years ago to have poetry in City Hall. So together, community makes things happen. And um, rolling right along, we're going to have a great show this afternoon here at Mutiny Radio from 3 to 6 on the Common Thread Collective. We have Lauren Tenenbaum uh, coming up all the way from L.A. to play some music for us. Uh, we're going to have music also from Bicicletas por la Paz, an awesome ensemble, a lot of cool energy there. Um, also, some music from Mission Delirium. If you're ever walking around the mission sometimes and you're like, why do I, do I hear like a, like a nine or 12 piece brass band playing on the corner? That's Mission Delirium. Um, so, uh, both, both those bands are going to be playing together soon and they're going to have a show together, which is going to be a great show, but they're coming in. They're going to bring their CDs to play on the show today, probably around five o'clock. Um, and, who else is coming? I believe Shahid Buttar is coming. He's been our guest a, a few times over the past couple of weeks, and he is running for U.S. Congress here in San Francisco, running against incumbent longtime uh, Nancy Pelosi. Um, so he's a really interesting um, candidate. He is uh, going to come in and today talk about, well, what else? marijuana reform on a federal level. So some ideas to share. So it's going to be a great day. If you want to come down, we're at the corner of 21st and Florida streets right here in the mission district of San Francisco. And, uh, we'll be, uh, we'll have our doors, mics, hearts and minds open from three to 6 PM on then coming up tomorrow because it's a super busy week is Earth Day San Francisco at Civic Center Plaza from 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. I, I get to be one of the MCs. I'll be on the M main stage from about one o'clock to three o'clock introducing some of the bands, some of the speakers. Um, and uh, there's going to be all sorts of workshops and art and organic food demonstrations and a speaker's tent. Um, the California Academy of Sciences is is, has a panel, uh, Save the Redwoods, which is the main sponsor of Earth Day SF. They're going to have a big panel section in, the, in Speaker's Tent, um, but it's going to be a really good time, and I hope you come out and enjoy and uh, get together with community for Earth Day, because we are all on this one living planet. If all the world were peaceful now... 
and forevermore. Peace fall at the surface, and peace fall at the core. All the joy within my heart would be so free to soar, and we're living on a living planet, circling a living star. I don't know where we're going, but I know we're going far. We can change the universe by being who we are, and we're living on a living planet, circling a living star. And if all the world knew justice now and forevermore, justice at the surface and justice at the core, all the joy within my heart would be so free to soar, and we're living on a living planet, circling a living star. I don't know where we're going, but I know we're going far. We can change the universe by being who we are, and we're living on a living planet, circling a living star. And if all the world knew freedom now and forevermore, freedom at the surface and freedom at the core, joy within my heart would be so free to soar and we're living on a living planet circling a living star i don't know where we're going but i know we're going far we can change the universe by being who we are and we're living on a living planet that is some music from emma's revolution off their album roots rock and revolution the first track living planet here we are in women's magazine we're looking tomorrow uh this weekend being the international celebration of earth day as we recognize our commonality that we live on one planet that we share the environment even though we may come from different regions um the effects are um all interconnected in the way that we choose to lead our lives, uh, the resources that we use. Um, and so whenever I go to Earth Day, you know, it, it can be, I can understand how a lot of it can be slightly overwhelming. And I often hear people lament about like, oh my God, the state of the world and the planet and everything. And, and you know, people want to throw their hands up and just be like, oh my God, we're doomed. Um, but I don't think we're 
ultimately doomed. I really don't. Um, I think that we can certainly regroup in the way that we live our lives and the way that we organize our societies and the way that we regulate businesses uh, that pollute um, and just in our mindfulness and our awareness of our effects of uh, human activity on the natural world. Um, and I, I certainly want to give a huge credit um, and, and maybe just dedicate today's show uh, to all the indigenous people around this continent and around the world. Um, there was a big UN um, conference and indigenous indigenous peoples conference in New York, just about a week ago. Um, you know, we need to listen to the people who uh, live with, uh, in harmony with and off of the land um, to really understand because, you know, when we live in a city, we're happy when things are convenient, we're happy when, hey, that's a sunny day, you know, we have this kind of, you know, we, we like it all, <laughs> I guess, in a sense. Um, but we do have to remember the things that we put in our bodies, the things that we um, put into our trash bins, um, you know, they don't just, you know, disappear. Um, so uh, Earth Day, I think, is a really good way to, if you come out to Earth Day San Francisco at Civic Center Plaza tomorrow, here's what I recommend. Just take one thing that you learn on Earth Day, and try to apply it to your life for the rest of the year. One one thing. Um, it could be a really simple thing, such as, um, you know, if you get food that's to-go in a to-go container, before you assume that you should put it in the recycle bin because you think it's plastic, just turn over the fork and see, oh, this is greenware. I could actually compost this too. Um, just one little thing that you could, you know, remind yourself to do uh, a little habit to change um, and you're doing something. And then maybe you inform somebody else that that's what you do. And they say, oh, I didn't know that I could compost that, that plastic looking spoon. Whatever it may be. Um, there's going to be an eco fashion show tomorrow. I believe it's at, I should know this. I, I'll check the schedule for sure. But I believe the eco fashion show is around two o'clock on the main stage. And, um, you know, just, just in thinking about your consumer habits, um, you know, are you going to go to a store with a million and one, uh, of the same item that were mass produced, um, because it's cheap. I know it's tempting to do. I'm thinking about myself <laughs> in these, in these shopping habits, or, you know, maybe you are into checking out vintage stores or secondhand clothing stores and, and, and finding something that's already been produced. It's unique. It's, um, you know, just, just a more kind of sustainable source of the things that we need. Um, another thing that I think we, as women, as being women's magazine, um, I think we think about it, but we maybe ignore uh, some of the dangers of it, which is personal care products, um, you know, deodorants, makeup, uh, lotions. Um, there's so many products out there that really have, you know, really questionable sources and um, questionable effects on your body. Um, so you could think about maybe you could go get some earth mineral based, um, vegan makeup, um, uh, cruelty free. There's a website called cruelty free kitty. 
like .com, um, that will tell you about all the different brands and whether or not they, uh, and, and suggest some brands that, that don't do testing on animals um, or, um, you know, use more natural ingredients, you know, they don't, that don't use like paraben or phthalates or petroleum or a bunch of other, you know, gross stuff that, you know, we wouldn't eat, (laughs) but yet we're putting it on our bodies and it's getting absorbed. Another great resource for that is to check out the campaign for clean cosmetics. That's a website campaign for clean cosmetics dot, I think again, dot org. Um, And that site is really um, a really cool site to be able to check some of the products that you use. Um, they've all been rated on various, you know, environmental and health factors, and it would just be another way to inform yourself and your friends and your family about some of the things that we're actually putting into our bodies and and um, you know consuming and and buying um, and you know, creating a sort of demand for these types of products. So, um, you know, any, any little shifts that we can make, I think are a positive and any other kind of information we can share, uh, that helps people make positive changes is, well, a good thing to do. So, um, you know, get out there and I know you're out there doing your best and, trying really hard to hold it all together in these wild times. So uh, lots of props to everyone out there. And thank you for tuning into Women's Magazine today. Let's see. Maybe I should play a little more music. Yeah. I'm going to play a little more music from Emma's Revolution. As I'm in the midst of Global Val's election season coverage, here's a song simply called Vote. can count 424 billion for war why can't they count our votes and if they can count thousands of bombs and still be buying more why can't they count our votes we're not done we're not tired we won't stop until donald rumsfeld you're
That's right. Get out there and vote. You know, I mean, I know that song was about, it had some cynicism about um, the, the government's ability or willingness to actually count votes. But, you know, li- little changes here and there. Actually, we had, we had a, a guest from the, oh, what is the organization called? It's like the California Voters Voting Association. That's terrible of me. I, it just came to my mind, so I, I don't remember what their what their what their organization is called. Um, but talking about how we need to have open source um, software for uh, election results because otherwise it's rather secretive. Anyhow. Uh, welcome back, Women's Magazine. It's happening here at Mutiny Radio FM today in the Mission District, twenty first in Florida. Good times uh, happening and in store. So if you feel like coming down to join us, please do. Three o'clock to six o'clock, we'll be having the Common Thread Collective uh, special four twenty show. It is the first year that uh, the first four twenty celebration that well recreational marijuana is legal in. San Francisco and California. So it's kind of a big day. Um, It was, um, there was marijuana prohibition going back to 1937. Um, And a lot of the reason why marijuana became um, criminalized uh, is not that it wasn't being used um, in different ways. medicinal ways for thousands and thousands of years before, and even in this country uh, prior to Prohibition in 1937. Um, but it was used, um, the, the laws that were made against it um, were used to, uh, well, in direct reaction to uh, Mexican immigrants, many of whom were coming here after the Mexican Revolution in the early 1900s, 1910s. Um, and they use a lot of them i mean obviously you tra- you you immigrate you bring your customs um and they use marijuana in some, a lot of their medicines and tinctures and things and you know we're talking thousands of years um so you know the u.s uh put out lots of propaganda they were afraid of um you know non-white men uh consuming marijuana and becoming you know sexually solicitous of white women i mean this is for real um and so let's make laws against marijuana so that we can arrest mexican immigrants interesting wouldn't you say um you know, and then we were talking, uh, actually, I was talking with Roman a few minutes ago, you know, how about in the 60s and 70s, uh, with more anti-drug laws coming in to try to, you know, suppress uh, hippies and, and, and black activists, uh, again, uh, in the 60s and 70s, who were using marijuana. Um, what can we get them on? Well, let's get them on. Let's create these, these harsh drug charges and throw people in jail for that. So, um, you know, it's been a big part of the machine uh, for the better part of a century, or maybe not the better part, but you know what I mean. Uh, (laughs) So um, it's, um, it's a big day here in San Francisco and in California. And I think that we should pay homage to the plant that um, can do so much, you know, I mean, it's not just marijuana trying to get you high, um, but 
the the properties of it that can be found and derived from it, um, CBDs that you know aren't going to get you all messed up in the head like the THC part, um, being used in so many different ways uh, for so many different medicinal purposes, and let us not ignore the cannabis cousin hemp, uh, which is such an amazing renewable resource. Um, it helps to um, fortify soil. Um, it can actually like pull radiation out of the soil. Um, you can use it for all sorts of the material for all sorts of things. Um, so, I mean, you can look on the internet today and just like type in like hemp products. There's all sorts of Um, as we talked about before, body products or personal hygiene products, but also like you can build like cars out of it, Um, you know, doors and things and rope and sacks and all. I mean, I know it's sounding kind of cheesy the way I'm putting it out there, but um, it is a really big celebration. And speaking of voting, it's because Proposition 64 voted um, passed in the state of California and in 2016. And, you know, finally, it's all, it's all legal. Um, and medicinal is being protected and hemp is going to be, you know, permissible and it's really a new day, but I do want to pay homage to, um, and acknowledge again, the fact that these laws of prohibition came to, uh, suppress immigrants. Uh, specifically immigrants from Mexico. And I would like to play a song now from Renee Asteria called Illegal.
Renee Asteria off of her album Rasteria. You can check out more of her music at asteriarecords.com. That's A S T E R I A, asteriarecords.com. And that song, Illegal, I like to play that song. And you know why I play that song? If you're a regular listener, you've heard it before, um, and maybe you've heard the story, is because Rasteria sent us this CD. They, she gave us this CD and said, it would be great if you played it. So I want to let you know that Mutiny Radio is here for you. If you'd like to submit your music, um, we'd be happy to play your stuff. Um, you can do it in a number of ways, but uh, if you happen to still make CDs, which I kind of hope you do, um, you could send it to us in the mail. Mutiny Radio. Attention. Global Val. 2781 21st Street. San Francisco, California, 94110. Again, that's 2781 21st Street, SFCA 94110. So if you'd like to do that, and uh, I, that's, that's literally happened before in the middle of a show, the mail shows up. And uh, like Diamond Dave will walk in and be like, oh, you got this package. And I open it up. I'm like, oh, I know this performer from a different band but she just sent it to the station and wants us to play it so we will that's what we do here at mutiny radio we are a community radio station we're internet based so we are free speech we have no bosses it's fucking great um pardon me but i can swear here um but if you'd like to also be a part of mutiny radio uh, again you can always submit your music uh you can find us on facebook you can find women's magazine with global val on facebook or common thread collective um 
any old way you want to, you want to get in touch and let us know that you have some music or, or something that you want to promote, um, let us know. Um, and also if you are sitting out there thinking, wow, it'd be pretty cool to have a radio show at mutiny radio. Well, you can, it is possible, humanly possible. All you have to do is email our director and the email address is director at mutiny radio.fm and say, Hey, I want to be a DJ and Pam Benjamin will get back to you and let you know what's, what you can do to do that. It's all good around here. Uh, speaking of Mutiny Radio DJs, uh, Roman is here from the Weekly Review um, to to jump into the to Women's Magazine today. Oh, hi. Hey, Roman. Hey, Val. Good to have you here. Nice to be here. Yeah. So I know you had your show today from the Weekly Review from twelve to two. Uh, you're a fantastic um, radio neighbor, by the way. Oh, likewise. It's it's always good to come in and and uh, and see see you sitting here in the booth getting getting things ready to roll. So you want to tell us a little bit about what you did on your show today? Oh, today I got angry at law enforcement and borders and ICE and politicians and white people calling the cops. And then I played some music in between my outrage. (laughs) So it's a great show. Everyone should listen in. It's a good time. (laughs) It's, it's fun to say it out loud after, after the fact. Yeah. Oh, it's like, Oh yeah. So just, yeah. Going over current events and reading about uh, different, there is a person from the Philippines who was due to come into the U S to speak about abuses, uh, in, in the Philippines and he they wouldn't let him in the country so a lot of activists came to SFO and he wasn't allowed to see his lawyer and they sent him on a plane back to Manila whoa I mean I heard I heard that there was some issue about it but I didn't know the details of what had actually happened in the end they sent him back they didn't let him yes, in yes they didn't let him in wow and well here, yeah that's, Sorry, that shows how our um, how our federal government is uh, is has a, a you know kind of a cushy relationship with the government of the Philippines, which is kind of mm-hmm. a pretty scary thing considering who's in charge in the Philippines right, right now. Right, exactly. And uh, I mean, there's just so many patterns with a lot of the news stories about ICE agents and about police, and then the police have their narratives like, oh, there's a reporter in Tennessee who was arrested. He was reporting there was an MLK uh, a protest and um, on the anniversary of MLK's assassination, and he was arrested at the protest and then he, he um, was put in a detention center or it was, I, I don't have like all the, it's, I'm, I'm sorry. I don't want to like say anything that's not quite accurate. There's just, a, it seems to be like a pattern with a lot of different folks who are either reporting or wanting to question police narratives. And then they are then threatened and then, you know, threatened with deportation, deportation and or jail. So that was on AP if folks want to like check out that article that was in Memphis, Tennessee. And that's, yeah, there's just a number. There's also one in Rome, New York about ICE agents coming and just threatening people. And that's just like the ICE agents. So that's not even the other folks in law enforcement who we know will just kind of go through and start harassing people and assaulting people and killing people. The one positive 
story. Well, there's a couple. One is that there are a few churches, three in Oakland and one in Iowa City, that are looking to not call police for any reason. So they're making a, a, a statement that they're not going to call police or rely on police if a circumstance arises. So that was something positive in that there are citizens who are looking to divest from policing or going to the state when a situation comes up. Yeah, and I think that's really important to notice, too, because, um, you know, it's like the the balance, right? It's like the dark and the light um, where maybe it takes seeing the the dark to, um, you know, light a fire in you and, and that awakening, that human conscience that's saying, wait a second, you know, okay, well, we may be trying to be law-abiding citizens, but at the same time, like, what is that law actually doing? Um, who is that helping? Who is that hurting? Mm-hmm. It was. It reminds me of a, a little video I watched probably a couple of months ago. Um, there's a little town up in the Pacific Northwest. I forget if it's Oregon or Washington. Um, pretty small town on the water. Uh, you know, port city. So a lot of industry there, uh, water and fishing and things. Um, and the, this particular township um, voted predominantly for Trump. And then uh, I started going in and deporting people, you know, like the high school gym teacher or, you know, kids, Mm -hmm. you know, so, so the the other kids in the town look around at all the empty desks in their classroom and all these kids who've been deported with their families. And so they ended up interviewing the, the local sheriff who like absolutely just said, you know what? I didn't think it was going to be like this. Like I saw this guy, I know this guy, I've known him for 20 years. He's like the real, like the nicest guy I know, like in in my neighborhood. And they came in and, and he's been deported. And he said, I didn't realize the extent that uh, of the impact that, well, that they were actually going to do it, I guess. Yeah. And that, um, how, how they, that little tiny community has been so affected by it. Mm-hmm. Um, now whether or not ICE felt emboldened to go there because they had so much Trump support, Mm -hmm. but the fact that the sheriff of that town was, was regretting what, what had happened. Um, and you know, the whole like local economy was, was suffering because so many of the workers were being pulled out of the businesses. I, I mean, it was just this really sad story, but it really highlights the fact that people don't necessarily realize the effects of of what you know these law enforcement agencies are purporting to do yes yeah absolutely and the policies and uh and just so much fear-mongering too and like this irrational fear of fear of folks who may or may not be undocumented when we all know that like a lot of the terrorist attacks are by documented folks who are been in you know their families have been in the country for a long time and there are folks in positions of power who cause a lot of harm and it's like um those are the people that i'm afraid of i want i want to be protected from some people in government and some of the laws that they're making word good point i know as we kind of approach earth day um thinking about the horrendous record of of actions that the epa has taken especially since scott pruitt became the head of the epa um you know an attorney who had who had sued the epa you know countless times um in the state of oklahoma um, 
for the regulations mm-hmm. <laughs> that were, you know, trying to protect the environment. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, they didn't drain the swamp. They just put in all the alligators. Yeah, that's a disgrace to alligators. I know. I, Let's save the alligators. I yeah, I, I feel that way when people call Mitch McConnell a turtle. I'm like, turtles are cute. And like, <laughs> I like turtles. <laughs> turtles don't harm people. <laughs> that's a good point. That's a good point. Yes, let's not compare uh, man to animal yeah. as if it were some sort of insult. Yeah. Unless unless leech, you know, like, I, I think we can insult leeches. Sure. Yeah. Maybe mosquitoes, too. Yeah. I have some, I have some animal biases, apparently. <laughs> I guess we all do. <laughs> it's difficult not to have biases growing up in this, in this country. I guess around the world, there's always... Sure. Things. Yeah, the stories, the stories, the myths, mm-hmm. and the reality that somewhere hidden right below the surface. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why it's cool that we get to do independent media here. Oh, yeah. Definitely. I feel grateful to have a, a platform to be able to speak what's happening. And that was another pattern with the stories today where folks who are speaking up about the truth, and there was the, the teacher, the professor in Fresno who talked about how Barbara Bush was racist and uh, you know coddled war profiteers war mongers and then she was getting threats and the college president was like oh we don't we don't condone that blah 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 blah. meanwhile there was another i think in san luis obispo there were i think frat students who were going around in, in blackface and for some reason the administration um said oh it's they said that that's covered under free speech and so it's just so Oh yeah, so just that idea that certain like that hate speech is somehow that's somehow covered under free speech, but then actually calling like a racist a racist is somehow that's not allowed is just so fucking backwards and ridiculous. Oh, <laughs> that's Any, a yeah. signature sigh from Roman. Uh, just two hours of sighing. <laughs> <laughs> but I do, I do again, kind of celebrate the fact that we can look at it, and it's so. It's so clear um, that I think that's kind of the first step to really kind of pulling the sheet, the wool off of people's eyes to be like, really think about that. You know, like this is okay, but that's not okay. Mm -hmm. Which one do you actually think is okay? Forget what people are telling you is okay. Right. Like listen to yourself, listen to like, trust your conscience. Think about, you know, I, I saw a sticker the other day that said on on the golden road don't forget the golden rule oh something like that um Hmm. so it's like yeah it it was kind of like i I, it's springtime we have a few more minutes so i'll I'll also it's springtime so it's a good time to plant your garden yeah um and i was putting some ladybugs out in the garden oh and (laughs) (laughs) you know so that they would eat the bad bugs or there's still some bad bugs out there um the good bugs eating the bad bugs so that we can eat the food um but without doing it with pesticides yes you know it's like oh that's great yeah so um the little kid i was uh, working with you know wanted to put some of the ladybugs in a jar and you know just to like check you know it's curiosity right science um you know wanted to like put the lid on i was like well i was like but you know if the lid's on then they can't breathe um they don't have any water and he's like i'll put some water in there i'm like well too much water and then they'll drown yeah you know um i was like you know you can look at them in there for a couple minutes and then like pour them back out and let it 
put him back in the plants basically yeah i was like because how would you feel if somebody tried to put you in a jar <laughs> like close the lid without any, you didn't have any food or water yeah. or air you know like put yourself in that position and like care about what you're doing or like mm-hmm. think a little bit more about what you're doing yeah um anyhow so that's my also my plug for springtime gardens uh i like to remind everybody that you can plant a garden in a space the size of your tv uh if you just get you know you could find some sort of box or like an old bus tub i know you know maybe you don't want to grow in plastic um, but maybe you're starting from, you know, scratch and it's, it's hard to gather materials or pay for materials. But, you know, if you get like an old bus tub from a, from a restaurant, you know, bag of soil, oh, 10 yeah. bucks, seeds, packages of seeds are like, you know, like anywhere from like two to $4. You can get organic seeds you get heirloom seeds at a lot of the local garden centers around, um, like Slope Garden Center has the great you know, great things. I have like organic potting soil that they source locally and it's like made just for them. Um, You know, so for like 15 bucks, you can start your own garden in like a little like two by two square. And there's so many cool things, like delicious, healthy things that grow really well, at least out here, like greens. Like if you go charred kale, maybe it's it's a little tricky sometimes. Um, But also like radishes and beets and carrots and onions and sometimes even tomatoes uh you know you never know those are kind of hit or miss you don't have to be a knowledgeable gardener to do it all you have to do is read the package and say oh i need to put a seed here and then i need to move over an inch and put a seed here and then you know gently cover it with your soil and sprinkle it with water for the first you know few days get it going put it in the sun and grow some food and then eat it and share it and then you're not going to the grocery store you're not paying the money at the grocery store you're not putting it in a plastic bag um and chances are you'll get a chance to share it with other people wow i'm inspired yay inspiration is the name of the game here on women's magazine i'm happy that we can all agree and pam's been here too thanks pam yeah, rock I'm on thanks artist, pam seriously, like an old tv i love the idea yeah <laughs> Right on. Mutiny Radio is a community. Uh, We do what we can, and so can you. Thanks, Roman, for jumping in. Oh, my pleasure. Thanks for having me, Val. Yes. Thank you for your size and (laughs) and your coos and and your eventual chuckles and smiles. Uh, This is Women's Magazine, and yeah, happy 420, everybody. Um, I guess I'll wrap it up now, because on the theme of inspiration... um, I do have a tagline, don't I? You. (laughs) You want to help me with that? Just when you think your aspirations are outrageous, like planting your own garden and growing your own food for like 15 bucks. Remember, inspiration is contagious. contagious. (laughs) Right on, Roman. Peace. Thank you. I'll play a little more music. And then uh, if I have more time, I'll read a poem. But I think we're going to be cruising into the Common Thread Collective in probably the next three minutes. So I won't have time for a poem today, even though it is National Poetry Month. Uh, Here's a a haiku. Um, Civilization looks like cooperation in an earnest form. Speaking of planting a garden, here's another song by Renee Asteria called Rain. Rain. 